7.23 p.m. Saturday evening, Boston, Massachusetts. And guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast, and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. Hello, and welcome into the Always Sunny cast. The podcast where we celebrate a higher love for Always Sunny in Philadelphia, scene by scene, episode by episode. I'm your co-host, Eric. And I'm your co-host, Ross. And this is our very first episode, so we want to say hi. Hello. Uh, how you doing? We are... Hope you're doing well. Ross and I are two improv comedians from Boston, Massachusetts, and we've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time, specifically... Talking about it, thinking about it. Dreaming about it. Dreaming about it. It's been a dream of ours. Specifically, Always Sunny, as we are both huge fans. I've been saying forever this show should be studied in comedy schools or something. Oh, absolutely. It is so perfectly written. All all this podcast is going to be is two two guys just making drooling over over how (laughs) awesome and great Always Sunny is. We should say up top that, like they say on the James Bonding podcast, we are lovers, not experts. Sure, there's things we're going to get wrong. Oh, we're going to mess everything up. Sure. But, you know, that probably goes in theme with the gang, I would say. Yeah. They don't have it together. Why should we? Ross, what is your relationship with Always Sunny? Do you remember when you first started watching it? Did you watch it when it first came out? Do you Um, remember? It might have been the year after. I remember uh, my friend Billy Higdon, a common common friend of of ours. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, I've loved it. Yeah, me too. I, 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 yes, I remember. I had to have watched it. I think season two is where I started kind of watching it, and I remember yeah. going back and watching the first season to be like, "Wow, this is incredible." That's but again, I, I still didn't watch it like every night. You know, I'd catch it when I caught it. Did you watch it when it aired? Barely. Really? Yeah, I would catch it when I caught it. I didn't really start like like really really watching it until they were probably into season eight. Wow, that's pretty I know, deep. I, was, I know I was late. Yeah, I remember uh, having. It's Always Sunny parties. Really? What do you mean? Like, everyone comes over to watch It's Always Sunny. Like, it's a Super Bowl. Like, something. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, there was like one or two summers when the season lined up with the summer. So, we all loved the show. So, we got together and. That's fun. Drank yeah. and watched. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about to jump into the episode. But before that, let's just throw some acknowledgements up top. We want to just say that we know there's a couple other Always Sunny pods out there. There's yeah. the Gang Sats a Podcast and. Patty's pod. Patty's pod, yeah. And, you know, we figured there's more than one podcast about Star Trek. In fact, I'm listening to two about Next Generation right now. <laughs> That's um, too many. <laughs> hey, hey, lay off the track. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you know, there's more than one podcast with two comedians talking or whatever. So we just figured, hey, hey let's throw our hats it. in we the ring. We can do it. We're yeah. trying. So here we are. So let's let's get into it. Today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 1, The Gang Gets Racist. Original air date is August 4th, 2005. Written by Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney. Directed by John Fortenberry. Uh, you want some 2005 trivia? There is nothing I could want more. Ooh, because it was a different time. This was the year Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston broke up. Oh, no. Is that Oh no! Is that long ago? We're s- that's still in the zeitgeist. That still breaks, that's still breaking people's hearts. Yeah. Wow. 2005. The, I guess that's the, day, that's the year love died. Yeah. Russ, have you heard of John Fortenberry, the director of this episode? No, I haven't. Well, check this out. This guy does so much stuff. It's it's yeah, crazy. Hit me, with, hit me with one thing he's done. He's done Blackish. Hit me in with another thing. He's done This Is Us, Workaholics, Grownish, Disjointed, Arrested Development. 
He directed the movie Night at the Roxbury. He's done episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, The Michael Richard Show, The Ben Stiller Show, and Kids in the Hall. Wow, that's a that's a pretty uh, long resume. It's a pretty long resume, but my favorite, I saved the best for last, my favorite is he directed the UCB ASCAT live TV special. Ooh, wow. Now UCB, that's good company. That's great company. Improv. It's Ross and I are improv we comedians. Do. We love it. And now when I saw that, I was very, very excited. This guy has this guy knows comedy. Yeah. Disjointed. Did you see that? That was a Netflix series? Yeah. Betsy Sadaro was on that, I think. Yes, Betsy she Sadaro was. Is, yes, she was. An, uh, improv comedian from LA. Yeah, she yeah, I watched a and little Chris bit Red. of that. Oh, who is it? Chris Red. He's oh. on SNL right now. Oh, but, um, he was also in it. He's very funny. Uh, yeah, that's an, that's on, you know it's on the it's on the list. I got so many things I gotta watch. Get, get into it. All right. Well, we're gonna get into the cold open. It's twelve forty five a.m. on a Thursday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We join Mac, Charlie, and Dennis cleaning up the bar when Dee shows up with a new friend of hers. So Dee walks in a little ahead of her friend and lets everybody know in the bar like, "Hey, be cool, guys. I got a friend coming in. I met him in acting class. I, you know, you guys have been weird." And she actually says, "I love you guys." Which is a little strange, I think. Yeah, it's the first. It's the first episode. They don't. I don't think they quite know exactly what they're doing with D and everybody just yet. I don't think D would ever say, you know, I love you guys. They're kind of like like that. Yeah, it's like seems kind of genuine. It's too sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet, D. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So then they say, you know, that's fine. And and he comes in. Her friend comes in, and they, it's he startles the gang. They get all nervous, and Mac jumps up. I think this is the start of Mac's security game. This is where Mac says. Hey, I'm the guy who's this. I'm in. Char- I'm like the guy that's in charge here. I'm the one that's gonna like any situation because he does jump up and sort of gets in front of the other two guys. And when I say game, I'm that's an improv term that sort of just means a pattern of behavior. So this that is can a pattern be heightened of and explored. that can be heightened and explored. So this is a pattern of behavior that Mac, Mac has right that now. will be played with his pattern that like I'm the security guy. So prior to that. They were counting. Right. Sorry. Yeah, they're closing their bar. Yeah, they're closing the bar. As so they they're closing in. the bar, and they're sweeping up. They're doing, like, all their errands. That's Dennis right. is counting up all the um, money from what they made that night, and it's a Saturday night. Right. They're closing at 1245, as That's we right. just mentioned the time. They made $164.87. That is absurdly low. Like, that is that is maybe, how many beers is that? Like, we, you, you and I and a couple friends could have that tab. Yeah, absolutely, but... You know that's that's nothing, and that's, that's nothing because they they're two they, weeks late on a mortgage. Yeah, well, they just they just paid it. <laughs> well, it was a week late. <laughs> oh right, yeah. No, well, so one hundred sixty four dollars. That seems like their register money. Like, don't they need tips? They get, probably get paid on tips. So you can only imagine how much that would be. What is like twenty percent? I'm not doing the math. Twenty percent of what? Of one hundred sixty four. Oh yeah. Um. You know. It's no, we're gonna look a little stupid. Hey, let's skip this. I'm gonna edit this all out. Twenty six dollars. <laughs> Twenty six dollars. D's friend comes in. Tyrell. Do you got anything on Tyrell? Yeah. Tyrell is named Malcolm Barrett. Born nineteen eighty from Brooklyn, New York. He was in Sopranos, Law and Order, Kroll Show. Oh, that's cool. The Office. Oh, very cool. Garfunkel and Oates. Right. Key and Peele. Right. So yeah, he's getting work. He's been busy. All right, yeah, it's good. He he's great in this episode. I think he's very very funny. Uh, yeah, I loved his acting. He was uh, very good. So when he comes in, he startles the gang. You know, they get all kind of nervous, and he kind of says like, you know, oh, I guess you guys don't get a lot of brothers in here because Tyrell's a black guy, and Mac wasn't expecting him to be black. Oh God, that line is so <laughs> crushing, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, and but you can see you can the look on everybody's face is such great <laughs> acting. 
Dennis and Charlie are like, Charlie doing go, just going back to doing work. Yeah, goes back to sweeping. Just they're kind of yeah, like, oh, no one wow, heard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you and I don't know if you caught this, but at one point Dennis blames D for for them uh, the way they're acting because he says like, oh, you don't get a lot of brothers here. And then Dennis is like, well, uh, well no, of course, yeah, you know, well, D came in here saying she met somebody. Like they, they kinda, he kind of Dennis kind of blames D like, real quick. It's very <laughs> quick. But they're so despicable. It's insane. So that's when we cut to the we cut to the title card. Always sunny in Philadelphia, and the gang gets racist. Bold title for a first episode, I think. Yeah, it's um. You're already bringing up one of the major don't talk about subjects, right? And you know, we'll get to this later with some of my final thoughts and stuff like but it's more the gang gets homophobic this episode i feel like they really lean on the side of homophobia yeah i think uh it's a little bit of both um it's definitely switch it switches about halfway i would say right to homophobia but yeah they're both there right so we have the title card and then we have the credits and we learn who our players are charlie day glenn howelton caitlin olson and rob McElhenney. You want to talk about him? Let's do it. So, what do you got on Charlie? Let's let's run through some IMDb. Let's see what what, what what's going on. Charlie Kelly is played by Charlie Day. He's born 1976 from New York City, New York. He got his acting start in the year 2000. Some major credits of his: Horrible Bosses. I think we saw that in the theater together, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did go see that together. I know he's in Pacific Rim. Have you seen Pacific Rim? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's good. Did, I, did but, I miss out? No, but no, it's all right. A bunch of robots smashing each other. It's all right. It's pretty good. Good time. Uh, Hotel Artemis. Okay. It's a recent one. The Lego Movie. And he's in the sequel as well, I believe. Yeah. I gotta say, there, there really is nothing. Well, you know, he's been doing Always Sunny. You know, I gotta say, I mean, there's a lot of roles, of course, but none of them too major, and the movies aren't like too blockbustery, so. Right, and I gotta say that he is an incredible actor. Yeah, he's very underplayed. I'm surprised he, he doesn't have like a longer uh, rap sheet over here. I truly believe him as Charlie Kelly. Like he makes he that is character. That he makes that character real. Like he must draw from some sort of like personal experience yeah. or something. Uh, he, or, yeah, or he, one side of him, you know. Sure. I, yeah, he just wow. He he can he can act. That guy can yeah. act. They have him do a lot of stuff too. So they have him do a lot of imp- uh, he seems to do a lot of uh, improvised lines and stuff like that. Sure. And I think he thrives in that and that's like shows just how good he is at playing a character like he can improvise th- as that character. Right, yeah. So what do you got on Glenn Howerton? So Dennis is played by Glenn Howerton. He was born 1976 nine, 1976 in Japan. Really? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. It's a you know, a little fun little fact. Yeah. Uh some of his major credits are AP Bio, I think that's uh, a running TV show right now. Right, yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. No, I don't have cable. Oh. I guess I could probably watch it on you Hulu. You probably watch it on Hulu. <laughs> There's no, really no excuse anymore. I know. Sorry. Wait. Now, Dennis, I think, is another... Again, this is going to just be us saying what incredible actors they are, because they really are. Yes. They all embody their characters so perfectly. I, sometimes I'll watch and Dennis, and I'll just be... Like, my jaw will be Like, dropped. I know he's a person. Right. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he's a person. And, like, the things that he can get through without laughing... Like, sometimes Dennis does the craziest stuff. I'm like, I couldn't be in that room with someone acting right. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a testament to all of them, how they never break. Now, what do you got on Rob McElhenney? So, Mac is played by Rob McElhenney. He was born in 1977 from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
All right, cool, cool. Now, this show was originally supposed to be set in L.A. It's, inter- it's interesting, you know, he went back to his hometown. I like that, though. Originally, they were supposed to be actors, uh, actors in yes. L.A. Yeah, they, so. Originally scripted as actors. I don't know, somewhere along the line in the writing and production part, they decided to make it a bar. I remember, I know that Mac was in, um, I call him Mac. <laughs> I know Rob was in, uh, <laughs> I, Rob was in Lost, because I remember I was really into Lost, and he popped up in that, and I remember being like, oh, it's the guy from Always Sunny. Yeah, he get, um, he actually gets a lot of work, acting, writing, producing, he seems to be doing it all. Yeah. Um, he was in Fargo, he was on the Mindy Project. Um, he's, he's credited for creating the show. Yeah, he is head creator. Yeah, it's like, uh, which is why he put it in Philadelphia. It's his hometown. Right, right. Like he figured, why not? I can't even like. I'm in awe. This that you know what that I mean. You made is, you made this. You made this. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's actually one of the, like his earlier uh, projects. So what do you got on Caitlin Olson? Sweet D is played by Caitlin Olson. She was born in 1975 from Portland, Oregon. Now D is currently in her own TV show. Oh right. Uh, Caitlin is starring in The Mick on Fox. Uh, she start, got started uh, in acting in the year 2000, around the same time as everybody else. She just gets a lot of work. She seems like probably the most um, hireable, you know? Out of, she seems to have a range. There was a uh, an old Sklar Brothers short, like... Uh, like kind of like web series. Uh, what yep. was it called? It was about them robbing a bank, and I forget the name of it. I don't know. But the Sklar brothers, two comedians, two LA-based comedians, twin brothers, hilarious, very funny, great podcasts. Search search Sklar brothers; they're the best. What are their podcasts called? A Sklar Country and no, no, they dumb people. Sklar Country's not around anymore, but yeah, dumb people town and cheap seats. So what, I think that one's called cheap. A seats? view from the cheap. A seats. view from the cheap seats. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, they're great. But um, they had a short. They actually are in Always Sunny. They played DJs. Oh yeah, that's on. right. Right. But it's they, the Caitlin Olsen was in a short of theirs. I remember seeing back, like way back in the day, and she was amazing in it. And I remember being like, oh, who? Like, oh, that's the person from Always Sunny. Like, oh, right. I made the connection. I was like, wow. Oh, I remember that. That's crazy. She is incredible actor. She really is. What they have her do on this show is insane. Oh, yeah. She does a lot of physical stuff, and there's, I like how um, very early on they didn't like have much of a plan for that character. Right. And she actually fills in like a, like a very small role in a big way. Right, right. She does give her personality, even though there really is none written for the character. She, yeah, she, I, I, I'm constantly at, and amazed by the stuff they have her doing and saying yep. and like the character like they have the be like someone who's like into like comedy and characters and oh yeah she's an actor yeah oh my goodness she was in beauty pageants it's incredible yeah it's incredible yeah she's might be my it's my fave character. character at the moment it always switches every time i rewatch it i do but right now i'm like wow d is so funny so after the credits, we join the gang at Patty's Pub as they sit around the table listening to Tyrell tell an intense story about a club he promoted. Tyrell mentions his sister goes to Temple, and Mac, for absolutely no reason at all, wants to clarify if that means his sister, as in blood-related, or a friend of his. Very pointless rude question. Yeah, pointless, rude. There's nothing to benefit from the answer <laughs> to that question. No, like, if you know, like the, the story does not change whether it's his sister or his friend. Right. 
<laughs> I agree. <laughs> story doesn't change. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no one has changed after hearing the answer. <laughs> this this whole interaction gets a nice callback at the end, though. This sets up a nice way to like get out of the episode at the end. What do you mean? At the end of this episode, this scene, this thing about his sister being related to him. Oh yeah, yeah comes yeah, back yeah. in the plane. It's right. a callback at the end, which is nice. It's nice. It's it's a setup. Yeah. I love I love this story Tyro's telling. It's intense. If I was there, I'd be hanging on their every word too, like everyone is. Oh like, yeah, he's he's like he's, he's like clapping his hands, like he's getting into it. Yeah, he's they, animated. They're all so in awe of the the story because it seems so foreign to them. It's like out of their like, world. Yeah, yeah, they find it to be exotic in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they keep asking him question anytime he pauses and. <laughs> He tells them that, you know, there was this person staring at him and he doesn't know if they want to freak him or fight him. I love that expression for some reason. Shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It like gets stuck in my head kind of like freak it, it, him or fight him. They can't say fuck. It's it's a. Yes, uh, I know. It, you know, the, the, but that's what they I would know, say. I know that's why they're saying freak me. But yeah. like freak me is such a like a weird. You know, it also might have been. It's, it's like, 2005. It could have been. That's how people popular. Talk. Like yeah, that, like I'm serious. Freak was back in <laughs> yeah, 2005. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> freak was not happening. I like. I, I gotta say, I'm a. I'm a fan of that line. I do like that. I hate that line. <laughs> it just feels wrong because you know you should be saying fuck. Oh, I know what you're saying. Be- you know, in if you watch Die Hard on like cable TV, like when we were kids. We watched Die Hard, okay. and John McClane's, you know, catchphrase is yeah, "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker." Yeah. In the in the in the cable version, he says "Yippee Kaye, my friend," but his <laughs> but his mouth is clearly saying "motherfucker." <laughs> my ka- friend. Yeah, "Yippee Kaye, my friend." That's kind of is what I this love is. That. That, <laughs> this is kind of what that is. They're just Can a replacing that be like our slogan. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, my friend. Uh, uh, from a completely unrelated property. Yes. We should have did the Die Hard Minute, though. I'm sure there already is one of those. So, you know, while this is happening, Dennis is making these weird faces, and he's he's kind of like... Yeah, he doesn't, like, believe it, almost. Well, well, they make a point in the writing and the directing and, and the focusing that Dennis is not unsure. Off he's guy, off completely. on this guy. Yeah, he's off on this guy. He doesn't really know. But... Quite honestly, he's not really saying anything that's like that to like crazy. Yeah, like that crazy. Like it I seems mean, it like a real story. story. It, it, but it, it doesn't seems, seem unbelievable. No, and it seems real. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like what we later find out he is talking about. It doesn't seem like that. Yeah, I would think like if, if he said like he took a gun out and shot him, then we could say we we can't believe the story anymore. Yeah, but like he does fight him, so it, yeah, that's believable. Right. Even though it's extreme. Well, he didn't fight him. He freaked him? Yeah. He <laughs> took him in the back alley and tore his ass apart. We find out later Tyrell's gay. All right, so you think he raped him in the alley? No, I, th- they, I, think, they, <laughs> I think they had consensual sex in the alley. <laughs> what? You don't think that? Dude, that's insane. Yes, because he says, you know, this guy's staring at me. I don't know if he wants to freak me or fight me. And he's using an analogy. He's saying, he's saying, you know... Dear is that far? Yeah. You're saying that's a sexual and not violent. Yes. <laughs> With an honest face? You're saying that? <laughs> so you think he you think he fought him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he fought him. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he I think he got a hookup for the night. I think you're the only person that thinks that. Well, I think Dennis probably thinks that because that's why Dennis is supposed to be making like kind of faces and when he does say 
like that stuff. He like makes like a, he like shakes his head no. Like what? I, like what is this guy talking about? So Dennis is questioning whether he actually means what he's saying. That's what it seems like. Okay, so you think you think that Dennis thinks he's gay? Yeah. No, I think, but I don't think I think Dennis thinks he's not. This story isn't exactly what he means it is. Why else would they show Dennis making those faces and doing that? Why doesn't Dennis believe him here? I don't know. He's just skeptical of him. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird choice. I think it's a. I think it's a direct. This seems like a director or like. I'm yeah. not really sure. It's a weird like make choice. A, make a face. It's a weird a choice. He he could have just been sitting there kind of quiet. Yeah. But he's pr- deliberately he, making yeah. faces. Then from that scene, we cut to the next morning where Charlie Mack and Dennis head to a coffee shop to talk about hiring Tyrell to promote their bar. I got some trivia for you. What's the name of the coffee shop they're oh, going to? Man. And by extension, the waitress works at. I remember it being like the Philadelphia coffee store or something. <laughs> how, not tell a bad me name. how wrong it I was. like the name for a coffee shop to be coffee store. I do like that. <laughs> Look, it's a business. It's Philadelphia. That's, that's their slogan. Look, it's <laughs> Look, it's a business. <laughs> Let's get down to it. <laughs> no, it, the name of the coffee shop is Philadelphia Java Company. It's a real place in Philadelphia with the same logo. The building doesn't exactly look the same anymore. I looked it up on Google Maps, but it does. It is it does have the same logo. Oh, very nice. It's a pretty cool little detail. Yeah. If I was at a coffee shop, I would play that up like crazy. Yeah, I'd be like, I would have a uh, like a photograph of it. Like, this is the shot. Yeah, the in the window or something. I'd be like, like, always sunny fans, come here. This is where the waitress works. Right. Come see the waitress. So the gang is sitting there. Speaking of the waitress, the gang is sitting there and they're talking about they're talking about Tyrell and whether or not you know they should use him to promote their bar. And they're talking about how many people he get packed into a place. Right. And Charlie. Charlie at first is like, no. Yeah, he's a little hesitant for some reason. He's like, why should we hire him? Yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah. And the other two have to push it and be like, well, they said he can get like 400. If he can promise 400, uh, half of that, that's 200. And that's a pretty good business. Right. Yeah. And then that's when Charlie, that's when Charlie quotes Tyrell and uses a very unfortunate word Uh, just as the waitress is coming out. And here's him say it. How'd you feel about that? It was, you know, first episode. It's it's a bit shocking, especially too, because uh, you know you're watching this on like kind of regular TV. Like I know FX is kind of I don't know what you would call that. It's pre- it's not premium cable, but it's you got to pay no, extra yeah. for it usually. Maybe yeah. Uh, but it is it is pretty jarring. It's pretty line. jarring. Yeah, lying because you do not expect it. No, and if he was going to, like he would say N word and not. Right. actual word. You know, in some ways, that's on us, though, because the title of the episode is The Game Gets Racist. And if we didn't think they were going to get racist, Aww, then that's on us. Come on. I want my money back. <laughs> so she comes out and she hears him say this. Of course, the timing is absolutely perfect. She comes out and she gets their coffee orders and says she says to uh, Charlie that she'll put uh, extra cream in his and she calls him Hitler. And I love Charlie's little detail of... I'm not Adolf Hitler. He says the full name, Adolf Hitler. It's just right. like a weird thing. Like, I'm not Adolf Hitler. It's like, yeah, who else would you be talking about? Um, I'd like to mark it as 425. The We're finally we're establishing Charlie's obsession with the waitress. Right, this is what Charlie... so early into the mm-hmm. season, and this is something you see all the time, every season right. of the series. That's amazing. Four minutes in, and yeah, we got Charlie's 
waitress biggest, game. One yeah. of his biggest games. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and it is, it is heightened and explored. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's fu- it's fun to see this beginning of it, you know. And even from the beginning, Dennis and Mac are like, "Dude, you got no chance." Yeah, it seems like it, it had been going on for years. Right. Yeah, it's point. been going on for a while. Yeah, and later on, we'll see that that the waitress knows Charlie's name. By they name. Ha- yeah, they have yep. a relationship. There's something. Yeah, this this has been brewing for a long time. So, we're speaking of the waitress, so why don't we find out what we have on the waitress? What do you got? All right. Waitress, which is her build name, is played by Mary Elizabeth Ellis, born 1979 from Laurel, Mississippi. She was on a bunch of stuff, uh, Reno 911, uh, reoccurring on New New Girl, and currently on Netflix's Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, you know that one? You know, I, I watched, I did start watching Santa Clarita Diet a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't hang with it. No. It was okay. It was fine. How's Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore was great in it. It's good to see her again. And Tim- <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Oliphant. Good to see you again, Drew. I think his name is Timothy Oliphant, the guy from Deadwood, is the other guy that's in there. That. Yeah, yeah. That's also, it, it, he's good in that. And she's good to see Drew Barrymore again. But, you know, it's fine. I just, you know, there's so much to watch. So as they're sitting there, the, the gang agrees to hire Tyrell. And from there, we cut to Temple College, where Mac and Charlie are hoping to make some friends with black people. Oh, my God. All right, we got to... That's what they're doing. <laughs> I <know>. so just, <laughs> like. I mean, that is what it is. A crazy objective. Yeah. Right, here we go. We have two idiots trying to do something very stupid. Right, exactly. So, so let's see them fail. I like how they mention... Uh, he mentions it's 2005 for this. It's interesting to, to to mention years, I find, in TV shows and stuff. Like, in Seinfeld, they don't ever... They don't mention what year it is all that often. They do every now and then, but it, it's interesting to, to hear 2005. Who says it? Max says it, you know, it's it. they're walking up and he's saying to Charlie that it's a shame that he doesn't have any friends outside his own race and that it's 2005. Mac is saying this to Charlie. Oh, and, and we find, you know, Mac's the one that's really the one that needs help. <laughs> Do you find it hard to hear because 2005 makes you think about Brad and Jennifer splitting up? Yeah, when I heard that in the episode, I, you should see my note, my notebook right here. It's covered it's, in it's tears. tears. Yeah, everything's smudged. I can barely read my next notes. So they go inside the college, and Mac goes up to a group of guys playing dominoes, and he just kind of meanders up and says, absolutely. Yeah, he ta- like the guy is celebrating, and Mac comes up, lightly taps him <laughs> on the shoulder, and <laughs> yeah. says, yeah, absolutely. A genuine belly laugh. This was like my first, I think, in this episode where I genuinely laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah, this was a really funny moment. Just saying yeah. absolutely. absolutely. You know, you could go through. This is where I will I will always say how, how always sunny they really choose their words specifically. Oh yeah, they're great writers that way, but also great improvisers. Right, and 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 to say like you could go through any list of words to say, but to say to me saying absolutely in that situation is the funniest. Is the funniest thing you could possibly say. It's the perfect combination right there. He gets absolutely no response from these guys. So he walks back over to Charlie. That's when a woman walks up to Charlie and asks if he wants to play some bones. Oh, yeah, I thought it was such a cool way of saying um, dominoes. Right, yeah. I've never heard that before. It is it is a very, very cool term. And I also don't know how to play this game. Do you? Nope, I have no idea how to play this game at all. It's uh, it's a little mini game in Red Dead Redemption, and I try to play it in that, and I still, and they even kind of teach you, they walk you through it, and I still can't figure it out. I think it has to do with, as far as I can tell, I could be completely wrong about this. You know, shoot me an email if I'm wrong, but I think... I will, I will not. I think it has to do with numbers and math, which is interesting because we're going to see Charlie being good at it in a minute. And 
He's also illiterate. He's supposed to, so yeah, he's illiterate. Just expect him to be a dumb dumb. But he's weirdly good at stuff. Yes. You know? He has a natural ability to just understand how to do certain things, like musical yeah. instruments. Yeah, he can just, he's like just that. good sometimes. So we do see him have an intelligence, but right. it's just in a different, I can't different way. W- I can't wait till we get to the episode where he, the health inspection episode, the one take where Charlie is running the whole show. Charlie work. Charlie work. Oh, man, that is such an incredible yeah. episode. Do you got anything on the woman that uh, talks to Charlie here and invites him to a game? Uh, yes, this character is Karen, even though we don't get her name set or anything. Oh, they give her a name? Yep. Sometimes they don't even bother doing that. No, it's <laughs> and sometimes they give them really bad names. Really appropriate. You'll find out next episode. <laughs> so Karen is played by Anjanita Provost, born 1976, from New Orleans, Louisiana. She was active in acting from 97 to 2005. She doesn't really have much going on. Uh, it's Always Sunny was one of her last. Oh, all right. Well, she yeah. So Charlie says, you know, he it's a nice bit of acting there by Charlie, where he's saying like, "Well, I don't know. It's been a while." Um, Do you think this woman is like kind of hitting on him, or just be, being nice, or her body language or would finding say she, her it, body language seems hit hit on hitting on him? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But she could also be like trying to find um, people to play people like she's setting up games. Yeah, you know? yeah, she could, yeah maybe yeah yeah they could be doing yeah she could be doing that. Yeah, I took it as like, oh, this guy's cute. Let's get him involved. Let's see what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got that too. Which is weird because he doesn't get too many love interests. No. Yeah, yeah, no. He In doesn't. fact, like the waitress is so repulsed by him that we get the idea that like everybody he, is. Yeah, everybody is. Right. Right. Was, again, it's early on. You know what I mean? They and and but and they also got to establish. Charlie's likable and Mac is, is not. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is like what they're trying to, you know, establish here. So we smash cut to Charlie being incredibly likable and winning the game. Everyone's cheering. They yeah, love they him. do that perfect cut to where, yeah, I'll play. I'll, I haven't played in a while, but I'm not really good. Cut yep, to, yeah, he's celebrating. Everyone loves him. He's winning. It's like, a great gag. Yeah, it's all that always works for me. I love that type of joke. Yeah, me too. It's instant gratification. So on their way out, Mac is pissed he can't get anyone to like him. And Charlie is approached by another woman, but this one gives Charlie her number. Uh, yeah, this woman is Janelle. She's played by Talisha Shaw, born 1978 from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it's always Sunny was her real acting credit. Uh, since then, she's gone on to be in Weed, Step Up, Glee. So she's still doing a lot of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Now... Why wouldn't this just have been the first woman that came up and asked him to play Bones? Why would they have a, That's a separate great question. woman? You know why? Because it's it makes it seem like maybe more than one person likes him. Well, you're right. You're right. Cause, it makes cause, it seem like even more people, even though we don't need that. Right. Yeah. It makes Mac sort of even if, more if jealous. If that was the point they were trying to make by making it separate, then it didn't hit. Yeah. It wasn't exactly telegraphed enough, maybe. Because it is interesting, so, you know, because Janelle could have just came up to him and had him play Bones and been like, oh, you're cute, and then afterwards be like, oh, hey. Right. Yeah, it would make sense for her to follow up on the invitation to play, but no, we get a second a second one, but again, like you said, it, it probably is to telegraph, you know, Charlie's likable, people like him, he's cute. Right. It just expands the amount of people that like him. Right, right. So, Charlie just doesn't even, you know, like... Uh, take this at all he just goes like oh okay all right and just tosses the the the, the number yeah he he's kind of like oh thanks and then doesn't even register that this is something he turns do. around throws right. it over she easily could have saw that 
Oh, e- it's oh, so rude. She, yeah, the cam, the way the camera is cut, she's like right there, yeah, right there. Yeah, she's like, and like, everyone's looking it too. Hits her in the shoulder. A- anyone's looking. Like if you were there and you knew her and you saw, you'd be like, hey, like, that, that guy just so threw rude. the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so rude. And again, it's 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 Charlie's focus on the waitress. You know, what I mean, this is the, this is of course like somehow him throwing a phone number away is like an act towards acquiring the waitress. Right. Exactly. And Mac is very confused why Charlie isn't interested. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, dude? What? That girl's gorgeous. She's like the perfect opportunity to prove that we're not racist. She probably has friends for me. Well, come on. If anything, I think we should be focused on black men, first of all. What? Well, we don't really need, you know, we need black guys, so. Black guys? What the hell are you talking about? Is this about that waitress at the coffee shop, dude? Oh my god, dude, what? you are obsessed with this no, chick. I'm not. Let me see your wallet. Why? Are you still carrying a picture of her in your wallet? No. I love here Charlie's defense is we mm-hmm. should be focusing on black guys. <laughs> yes. Which is like It just seems it a about face w- to the issue. Like a stupid thing to say just even like yeah, Mac and Max pause and is what? Like the timing of that is so funny. He's what? so confused. Yeah, what? Like he's so confused. I would be too. But you know, Charlie's just trying to say Charlie anything, just, anything to get out of get having to explain that it's yeah. for the waitress. He doesn't want to explain that. But Mac picks up on that anyways. Mac right away is is this the waitress thing? I, I never would have picked up on something like that. If but ma- then again, I don't know them. So. You know, if ma- you know, if you did something like that, I think I could probably maybe pick because you know they could. They're supposed to be such good friends. Yes. You know, later on, I'm going to be questioning a lot later episodes why they're friends with each other. It doesn't seem like they like each other in any way whatsoever. Yeah, they all hate each other, but they all have, like, control over each other. It's very weird. It's also incredible. So they're like an ecosystem. Yeah, it is just like the relationship was is and is crazy. It's just so perfect. So now, so now that Mac is on to him about the waitress, he wants to know if the waitress's picture, picture is still in his wallet. Yeah, the little photo. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna he's gonna threat- which is like hard to get like a like uh how did he get that? Yeah, how did he get photo? That? Yeah, I know. Very you strange. have to like go to the I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The store, the special store to do that. So they start. Ru- so Mac wants to grab his wallet. So they start wrestling around on the ground. Have, you ever, have you ever wrestled on the ground with somebody like that? I mean... Over something? Over a physical item? I, I gotta say probably, but no, nothing... <laughs> what was it? I don't know. Nothing could come to my mind right now, a $2 but... $2 bill. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they wrestled around on the ground for a little bit, and Matt comes out victorious. He pulls out Charlie's wallet, and look, everyone, look, look, he's got Still it. Here. He's got it. He's telling everyone in the crowd, I, look, I look. Charlie's, like dire reaction of no yeah he's gonna rip it up scream yeah he says i'm gonna rip this up it seems real unless you call yeah he's like no like yeah great like a great comedic timing commitment he's right there he's listening he's active he's right there yeah it's that is a great little reaction from charlie so charlie agrees to call the woman and mac won't rip up his picture so all is good then we're back over at patty's and d is getting the bar ready to open and dennis is enjoying a cigarette in a magazine when tyrell comes in and wants to show him something outside Dennis is smoking here. It's interesting to see someone smoke inside. Yeah, we don't see too many characters smoke ever on the show, but if we do, it's it's usually Dennis. Yeah, he does a little bit later on. I think they sort of it kind of it fades out a little out. bit. Yeah, it cuts in and out a little bit, but it is interesting to see him smoking inside here at a bar. No, he's also reading a magazine and smoking while D is like straightening the bar yeah, up and working. Getting her, yeah, working, doing, doing actual her, work, doing her job. Yeah, and she's telling him about her dream about being in 
Cleveland, Ohio, and somebody in a bunny suit. Yeah, he he says this uh, awesome quote, which is, I hate listening to people's dreams. It's like flipping through a stack of photographs. If you're not in any of them or no one's having sex, then I don't care. And, you know, I kind of get it. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. Yeah. I have all day. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I know what you mean. Like, he's just chilling there, and she's like, and, you know, people will tell you about their dreams, and they don't even remember it. They, they, it's all over the place. Yeah, it, there's no following a, a dream. Yeah, so Tyrell comes in, and Dee goes to give him a kiss on the lips, it looks like, but he, he snubs her a little bit, gives her a friendly hug, and rubs her arm a little bit. Yeah, he does like sidestep her a little bit, like, and it's a pretty aggressive move from D, which I think is like funny. Yeah, funny choice. Yeah, it's a funny choice. Yeah, and 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 we'll find out that's D. D's aggressive. Yeah, D's aggressive. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Totally. So he comes over. Speaking of aggressive, Tyro comes over and gives Dennis quite a hug. Yeah, he gets his arms around him. He's like shaking him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, Dennis is all Dennis weird is kind about of, yeah. like confused. He, he's confused. Why it's taking so long? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, you think about it. He's the brother of your friend. Right, you barely know this guy. Yeah, you barely know this guy. So Tyrell invites him outside, and Dennis is a little off-put at first for some reason, but he, they go outside, and... Yeah, he makes a face, and, but he agrees to what go the, out what there. Is, what the hell does he think is going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> but he does, like, when he gets out there, he opens the door, he puts his arm around Dennis, yeah. gives him a nice long up-and-down look. Right, he like, says... R- says Basically, I'm into you. Yeah, and he says, rule number one, always keep a line. And there's quite a line out there. Yeah, it looks like there's probably like 40 people or something. Which is great. That's pretty good. I've never seen more than five in the bar so far. Would they make $164 or something like that? Yeah, $164.87. We then smash cut into a very, very busy Patty's Pub. Dee and Dennis are swamped at the bar. There's like a... there's, everyone keeps going, this is crazy. They're like, yeah, they're like they're oh, my God, there's so many people. And then Charlie comes in after and says, this is crazy. Yeah. They're like, we just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're all excited. And I love the little detail. Dee does mention how Dennis is getting more tips than her. Yeah. And they show the jar. And Dennis has a bunch of dollar bills and Dee barely has anything. Yeah. But while she's doing that, she's picking up and dropping in change into her tip jar. Oh, change. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a little detail of like she can't even get she can't even get a full yeah. dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's not even that it's just less dollars. It's change. <laughs> no, it's a fun little detail. I really do like that. Uh, then we suddenly notice there's a lot of dudes in here. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They they they're starting to sort of put it together a little bit. It doesn't really come home for them until right. a little later. They're on. looking around. A little they're kind of looking around like, well, there's a lot of dudes in here. And Dee goes over to a guy who's been waiting for a drink, and when Dee's like, what can I get you? The guy says, oh, we're waiting for the cute one, and Dee gets pissed. <laughs> yeah. Her face her reaction scowls, is... like she scrunches all up, and she says, what cute one? She yeah, can't she's even disgusted. believe that someone somebody's... would think her brother is cute. <laughs> yeah, she can't believe he said that. Yeah, and they, they, they look over at Dennis. They kind of look over at Dennis like, hey, that that's who we're talking about. He's filling up some drinks. And I just, Dee's reaction there is so But that's funny. what I mean about making more of a character this character. Because that line is very simple. Yeah, on paper, yeah. She could have yeah, just said, paper, yeah, she, very simple. what cute one? She could have yeah. said it like that. Yeah, right. right. she made a character choice to she gets be dis- disgusted wh- by disgusted. it. Disgusted. <laughs> like, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So we cut back over to Charlie and Mac, and Charlie notices... Max's cousin Brett by the jukebox, and they decide to go say hi. You got anything on our friend Brett? Brett is played by Ian McKinnon. Uh, he has four acting credits. One uh, that he 
uh, wrote and composed himself. Uh, and one one of the others is Always Sunny. He doesn't act anymore. This guy's got a good look to him. He's got like that shaved side of his head. He's like he looks kind of like hip. It's interesting. He looks like um, someone from 2019. You think so? I think he does. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, he, he does, does have a contemporary look. It does look like a hipster type, um, like indie he looks rocker cool. haircut. He looks cool. I'll say it. He looks cool. You wish you had the hairstyle. A little bit. You I wish would I, rock that. Honestly, I wish I had any hair at all. That would be nice. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that, yeah, but that yeah no I think he I think he's rocking it well. You know it's too bad this guy's not um a reoccurring character. I feel like later on in Sunny. The way they bring everyone back and they don't forget anything. I feel like this guy would have been a nice, you know, maybe they can't get him. It's, you know, yeah, a lot of factors. He probably doesn't act anymore, a lot of factors. but it still would have been a cool grab. But it's Mac's cousin. We later on find out, th- and who is gay. We later Who's on, gay. We later yes. on find out Mac is gay. Spoiler alert to anyone. I don't know if you're watching this before watching and anything other now. spoiler alert. He has another gay cousin. And spoiler, yeah, Mac has another gay cousin. So imagine getting you could have got this guy back with the other cousin. It could have been a whole thing. Like what a cousin outing. Like what a callback. Like this guy from the from the first episode. episode. Yeah, your mind would have been blown. Yeah, yeah, there are times they pull characters back, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. They got that guy. That would have been so cool. Yeah, Yeah. with Sean William Scott, just get them all in there. That'd be so crazy. They could still do a flashback episode and bring them back. Yeah, I know. (gasps) Spoiler alert again. Yeah, (laughs) that would be cool. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, but they could do a flashback and get him back. I mean, it's still possible. So after the introductions with Brett, we cut over to Dennis behind the bar, and the guy that was waiting for the cute one finally gets the cute one. Yeah, he finally gets his chance. Yeah, so Dennis comes over. You know, he's, what do you need? The guy says, oh, what, what can I do for you? I, I can think of a couple of things. I think in a couple of services, couple of services I could yeah. like to request from you. Yeah, he grabs Dennis's hand, and Dennis reacts. He pulls back. Yeah, he like he kind of gets flinches his hand flinches, back. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, but the guy, the guy compliments his eyes, and Dennis is right back. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's kind of re- repulsed by the physical uh, touch, but the compliment, he's back in. That's all it takes. Yeah. He. This is the start of Dennis's vain, vanity, yeah. va- vanity game, where flattery gets you everywhere. Yep. He is just like he's so easily manipulated in that way. Oh yes, totally. If you compliment Dennis, he'll give you what you want. So then we cut back over to the jukebox and. Brett informs Mac and Charlie that they are running the hottest gay bar in Philly, and they give each other a little a little look. It just it it clicks finally. Yeah, finally makes sense. A lot of dudes. Dennis is getting big tips. So from there, we cut over to Tyrell's apartment, and Dee enters and kisses Tyrell quite aggressively. Oh yeah, so this is the second time she's walked up like in his face. Oh, she to kiss charges him. into that yeah, room. She, that's a that's a bold move. I oh like it. <laughs> yeah. Has a woman ever walked <laughs> into a room like that and mm. blasted you with a kiss like that? I can hu- I can 100% confidently say never. Nah, it's never happened to me either. But, you know, there's always tomorrow. But this is where we find out. This is, you know, it hasn't been stated, but this is where we find out that Tyrell is gay and he's actually not into D at all. Yeah, and it actually comes from D saying it. Yeah, right. D goes, D goes, you're gay? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, it's like, it's strange. It, it's, it's strange that she would kiss him knowing that he was gay. It's also selfish of D. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? and, 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 but, you know, these are despicable characters. We're le- this is the first episode. We're yes. learning how despicable they are. We're not, on, we're not supposed to be on their side. Yes, they are. They're wrong all the time. <laughs> we, should, we should be rooting against them <laughs> yeah. for some, but some reason we don't. Yeah, yeah, they're despicable. Again, this is an example. D comes in, does not respect this guy's like space. personal space or anything, and just they t- obviously haven't established that they're in a relationship. So I don't know why she's acting like that. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, she's and so, but you know, he tells her, "Relax. You know, yeah. I'm not into it. It's okay, though. You know, it's he he reacts pretty well for what she did." Yeah, I agree. He takes a step back. He's like, oh, I'm an actor in Philadelphia. I didn't think it was a surprise. Right. Then, you know, then D tells him, well, guess what? The guys are mad that you turned the bar into a gay bar. You know, they're pissed at you. Which is perfect because they cut to and they're celebrating and like their success, how much money they have. <laughs> Again, this gag, I get, this gag always gets me. It Great cut to immediately smash to Charlie and Dennis being very, very happy. And I that's like a gag that'll always make me laugh. You say one thing and then you immediately show, show the, me the opposite. opposite. <laughs> yeah, you won my heart. I'm sorry if that's a, that's so simple and basic, but I love it. So the next morning, the gang is out for breakfast and they are discussing the current gay bar situation. Mac reads a little newspaper article, and Charlie comments that it's a nice notice, which it kind of was. They're trying to make money. They're trying to have a bar, right? Yeah, they all kind of have their own angle on this topic. Right. It's all for selfish reasons, of course. Oh, right. But if they were actual businessmen or even decent human beings, they would just yeah, let would this just go. Embrace it. Yeah, they would just let this happen. Or don't, they lucked into a situation that they should embrace. Of course. So, yeah, so they're talking about Tyrell and it's, uh, they're talking about whether or not they should keep it the gay bar and this is there's a little moment here where Charlie drops in real quick about how he has a date later on with the woman from the college yep it's it's weird it's like a it's a weird line to me because it's kind of like oh we just okay let's remember like okay that's gonna happen later let's just say that so we we didn't forget about that yeah you just know what planting I mean? a little seed yeah they're planting a little seed cause so we're like okay it's not like a surprise when it happens and Charlie suggests, you know, Charlie and Dennis both want to continue the gay bar. Charlie because they're making money and they're actually successful. And Dennis, as D accuses him of, of being very vain. And that's when we get a nice little cut to of a bunch of guys saying, hey, partner, like, hey, Hoss. Hey. What's Hoss mean? I've Hoss never heard is, that one. Hoss, I think, is like some sort of like southern term. It kind of means like... Like cowboy, Bo- I think it means boss kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah, like who the person that's in charge or something, or maybe like partner, yeah, or something like that, like friend. I don't know, it, but yeah. it, I've heard it before in like Western kind of stuff situations. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, they all have their own like goal and reason. Right. Ma- now this is where Max, uh, like kind of homophobia comes out. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's against it off the bat. No questions. It's the Bible. Yeah, it's it, off off limits. Yeah, it's just no. It's just a flat no. And and again, every, every time he does this, the gang is always confused. And now Dee's motivation is, I suppose, to that you know she, she just wants to get paid. It seems like she's jealous of Dennis a little bit. She, okay, yeah, she's jealous of Dennis, but you know, in some way, I think it's also to spite Tyrell. Oh yeah, that's true. I think she's like being vindictive. That's kind of like a another good angle i like it yeah i think it gives she, him more of a reason yeah i think she's just trying to be vindictive to tyrell get him out of there you know charlie then says that's a, that's a bad reaction on her part oh it's crazy it's so it's hateful and spiteful I, and just like like so the guy didn't doesn't like you like yeah you're, just, gonna, you're gonna make you're him gonna like lose his job? job yeah like yeah don't do that charlie i think out of these four has is the only one that has honest and honest good intentions good intentions or, here. He's in the right. He's a straight man in the first episode. Yeah, he's the one playing it cool. He's the one playing it right. He's playing it down the middle, reacting. Yeah, uh, straight person. That's a another kind of improv term. That's sort of like the person who reacts in a scene as a normal honest, person while everybody player. else is being crazy. Yeah. So if we play, if we, if we say straight man, straight woman, that just that just means they're 
normal. They're acting kind of normal. Yeah. So Charlie then says, you know, let's put it to a vote. But right before they do that, they got to know that only owners can vote. And we establish here D is not owner. And this comes up again, again and again. Again and again, yeah. Uh, she's just a server there, right? She, she's, she's just a, a waitress. Yeah, uh, or yeah, bartender, I guess. Bartender. Uh, she's a bartender because later on in another episode, they they try yeah. to test her skills, and right. she can only open a bottle of beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So they they establish it, yeah, and I think all all in favor say yay, and all opposed say nay. <laughs> Charlie doing that is I love that. so. Funny. It's like something I would do to you, like to aggravate you. Like, of course, just like a like a dumb voice. I'm like, oh, the little baby doesn't want to do that. And he, d- we yeah. see that again from him. Oh yeah, that kind of. I love that. I love that, that jokey that side of him. Yeah, that like he's just like any le- yeah, his delivery. Great. It's such great acting. Oh, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. So then we cut from breakfast over to Janelle's house where Charlie is picking her up for their date. Did you notice that lost dog poster on the on her door? <laughs> yes, I did. That was a uh, that was a weird. Yeah, it was a downer. Is that like just seeing it? Did someone put that on the set? Did like the to prop, make it look real? Yeah, did the set decorator put that up? Like, where did that come from? You know, I've never seen a lost dog sign on anyone's front door. I've never seen a lost dog sign in a TV show like that. Just in the background, kind of like. Yeah, it seemed it seemed real. It's distracting. It's, it's right there. It's right there. It almost seems like it should come into play. I wonder it's if like they found them. It's like Chekhov's lost dog or whatever. So. Who's <laughs> Chekhov? <laughs> that's a that's a writing term. Chekhov's gun. It means like if you show a gun in the first act of a of a story, the, the last act that gun has to come into play because the audience oh, saw okay. it. They're expecting it, so it should come into play. So if you see something, it should come, come back. Re- it should come back. Something see, that looks important yeah. should come back. So Charlie says, "Hey, you want to get a drink?" And she says, "Yeah, I would love a drink." You want to go get a drink right now? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll make where a call. Do you, where, where do you think we're going? I, I think we're probably going to go down to the bar. I assume. Ah, uh, no, actually, this drink is gonna <laughs> be at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> okay, nobody like it's funny that Charlie phrases it. Let's go get a drink because nobody. Like, no one says that. That and is then goes for that one hundred percent implies bar alcohol. Alcohol. You go in a bar. You say, hey, you, but again, but a coffee date is not weird. It no. does. It does seem early. Coffee date is a thing. It doesn't seem. Like, it seems early. It's broad daylight. Yeah. So to be like, oh hey, it's like two or three in the afternoon. Right. Hey, you want to go get a coffee? That's cool. That's a good thing that, to do. Yeah. But he. It's I funny approve. that he phrases it a drink, and and then we later find out, you know, she doesn't even drink coffee. Of course. And that's a uh, kind of frustrating about Charlie in the scene. Yeah. Then we cut over to the coffee shop, and uh, they come in. He comes in with Janelle, and she's confused. She's like, "Oh, okay, coffee. Okay, cool." She's still going with it. You know, she's seeing she's what's being happening. Nice. She's, she's being going very nice, very polite, going along with it. Right. But she's not getting treated too well. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Charlie is being real mean. I mean, he's kind real, of a dick. He's not listening. He's not listening to her. He's not he's being a, attentive. He's just that. She's just there to serve his purpose. Serve his purposes. So he walks up to the counter and he says to the waitress. I can't be racist. Look who I'm with. And then the waitress is incredible from here on out in this scene. So, yeah, the waitress says, hello, Charlie, establishing. They know each know, other. They know. She knows who he is. She knows who he is by know. name. Yeah. And this is the start of the waitress's despise Charlie game. <laughs> with Like, she just hates Charlie with all of her might. Like the gust of a thousand winds. She yeah, she's she's disgusted by Charlie. <laughs> yeah, in rightfully so. I get yeah. Sometimes she goes like later on we're gonna establish she goes nuts. Like she sometimes she's hates him to the extreme. You're like okay relax. Yeah. But 
rightfully so at this at this point right here. Yeah, what he's doing is crazy. Yeah, he asks her out on a date while he's on a date. Yeah, so he brings a black woman to prove that he's not racist. That's crazy to begin with. That that's absolutely insane. And then he asks her out on a date while he's on the date. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, it, I'd say the first part of that is the crazier part. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but yeah. So as Charlie is asking the waitress out on a date, Janelle comes over and she's, you know, hey, what's going on here? And the waitress proceeds to tell Janelle exactly what is going on there. Yeah, she, she says everything Charlie just said. <laughs> yeah, Charlie used you to prove me, to me that he's not racist, and then he asked me out. Yeah, it's so blunt and perfect. It perfect. Yeah, it's straight it's to the point. Dennis would say, yeah, somebody. Yeah, it's like. It's like, you know, if you were in an improv scene and that happened, like, just get it out. Like, don't dilly-dally. <laughs> let's get to what, Yeah, let's just get right to what just happened. Let's just say it. Yeah, that is hilarious. I, I love that so much. And the waitress kills it in this scene. She she really shines. We then cut over to a packed Patty's pub, and D is icing Charlie's eye. Wow, he should go to the doctor. He did go to the doctor. What did, what did the doctor say? They said he got punched in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is such a funny and just like smart-ass yeah, smart thing a nice to say. funny joke. It is very funny. He actually says, you know, he uses Janelle's name here. He says, Janelle punched me in the eye. And D right away, recognizes. She goes, Janelle? Janelle Jenkins, hell of a right hand. Right. She sees me again, she'll slit my throat. <laughs> That was is, uh, that Janelle Jenkins. <laughs> so then Mac walks up while they're doing this and points out Dennis behind the bar. Being the bell of the ball. <laughs> this is like the acting right here from Glenn Howlton is so funny. I mean, he's so committed to this, and he he's like pouring these drinks. He's wearing a tank top. He's really getting into the role. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's a very Dennis thing he's to do. He's playing up the flattery. Yeah, and it's a very Dennis thing to do to just get into the role and one hundred percent like when he's Brian Lefebvre. I can't wait. <laughs> and so we talk about Brian LaFell. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but Dennis is like, you know, he's into this role and he says one of the funniest lines of the episode for me. And he says, the boys are out tonight for no reason. And he looks at D, he gives D like, he's boys like, are out tonight, he's, being huh? a, he, you know, he's being a dick to D saying like, I'm getting a lot of tips. Right. You know, and he just rub gives, it in her he face. Rub it in her face. And he gives her such a great look. <laughs> you know, it really pisses her off. he like, Hits a pose at a certain time, yeah, like, like he's, in a twirl. Yeah, he's enjoying it. He's milking it. Yeah, he really is like, yeah, he's he's rubbing it in. So now we cut back over, and Mac is pissed about black people liking Charlie and gay people liking Dennis. Right. And that's when Charlie lets Mac know that it's not that they like them, it's that they don't like him. Right. He's an asshole. So it's not like they're paying special attention to those two. Right, of course. He just sees it that way. He just sees it that way because he's not getting any attention. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Mac has a, you know, in some cool sobering line from Charlie. It is a very a a straight person line. It is very like, okay, this is real. This is, you know, I'm telling you exactly what is actually happening. It's funny. A straight man in this episode brought a black woman. Well, uh, that's <laughs> to a, you know that's a thing I've always talked about. Was always sunny is the formula of at any given even point. Even our straight man is unreliable as straight. Right, exactly. But at any given point, they can interchange. Where like you know there will be an episode where you know Charlie will say something racist and Mac will be the one being like, whoa, whoa, dude, you can't do that. Or there'll be another episode mm-hmm. where Mac is doing something insane and Charlie's the one going, no, no, dude, you can't do that. They can yeah. like inter 
interchange who is the voice of reason at any given point. And that's what the straight person really is, the voice of reason. Yeah, but even our voice of reason in all of these cases will be flawed because they're crazy. Right, and it's, it's, it's the, they're a voice of reason when whenever they need to be. Right. In any situation. Like, the previous scene, they could be insane, but the next scene, they're the voice of reason, which is an incredible formula, and it right. works absolutely brilliantly. Like, this... this this, this what chemistry, the show together. right? This chemistry of these people is are incredible. Like they really fit together like a puzzle piece. They, right? It, it's it's they need each other. They play off each other like wow. So well. Yeah, it's 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 really is incredible. It's incredible to see. It really is, and it's just brilliant writing from the beginning. So then D takes Mac into the office, and she lets him know that she knows Janelle, the person Charlie's talking about, and that she has a plan to stop Patty's from being a gay bar. Yeah, there's two steps to this plan. Right. Plan. Uh, what's step one? So step one is at what well, wasn't wait isn't step one always leave always have a line? Oh wait, that was from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> step one is <laughs> yeah. Step one is for Mac to get Dennis to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they want to get they want to get Mac. That Mac wants to get <laughs> make me laugh. Dennis. Mac, D wants Mac to get Dennis incredibly drunk as she says so drunk he might hurt himself which is such a funny line it's so irresponsible uh, this is you know this is a first episode we're already seeing their blatant disregard for any of their own well-being physical well-being they never mind mental well-being they don't oh, yeah, care about that at all but they also don't care whenever they get hurt uh, hell they play they push people in front of cars hell ch- yeah push people in front of charlie mcdennis they throw they Knives throw at each other <laughs> they throw darts at they each light each hands. other on fire yeah. They're violent, violent crew. Yeah, and you know, and Mac replies with a with a just a straight faced, no problem. He'll do it. He don't care. Oh, and what's the other half of the plan? What's step two? And step two is for D to go meet her acting friends. From then she's gonna set up some sort of plan. We don't know yet though. That's as far, that's as vague as she gets. What do you think the plan would be? So we get I kind of I, I can I can I, I can see this. I can telegraph it. Yeah, it would be yeah, get him drunk and have him. Either sleep with these guys or have them pretend they're sleeping with them. I would think the latter, right? The pretend? Yeah. Right. That's what we're meant to believe. Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. But I don't think D wouldn't care either way. So after D runs off to meet her friends, we cut to Mac trying to learn how to do tequila shots from Dennis. What a great scene. Really is great. A great bit of acting from both of them, really. But Dennis, wow. Dennis acting uh, drunk right here is so good. Yes, it, yes, it really is. Yeah, he's and believable. I like I could believe someone muttering over themselves, like trying to get someone to do something, especially when they're drunk. I feel like all of them have incredible drunk acting. They, they at know, one point or another, at yeah. one point or another, they have they all a do scene, some great drunk you know, acting. You know, Charlie. This is way later on, but Charlie at the end of the gang breaks Wade's Boggs record. Yeah, the plane when they're drinking at the end when he's playing baseball and he's like oh, yeah. drunk. it's hard for me to believe he's not actually drunk <laughs> like it is so and he's mumbling and they have subtitles it's yeah. it's brilliant yeah so we got we got dennis here now drunk and he's trying to do these these tequila shots in, in a certain particular way have you ever done a tequila shot like this oh of course i have you have yeah how, how do you do it you get to do the salt the shot and then the lime so you do the lime the shot? No, mm. whoa, whoa, back up. No, you got to do the salt, the shot, because that's the alcohol, and then the lime at, that like kind of rinses everything out. Right, right. So, okay, if I'm getting this right, so I squeeze the lime in squeeze, my mouth. No, no, no. Back s- up, back up. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I don't think I'll ever understand. I'm just not getting it, man. So, you know. So I love Mac right here. He's just like getting him, goading him on to do it more and more. He's smirking. He's doing it in such a funny way, too. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just not getting it, bro. Yeah. He, and his voice is like, like. Ooh, I'm doing a, I'm doing something. At one point, he compliments him and like he's like impressed at how good he is at it. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, "You're really good at this." Like, now why would you like? You don't have to take the shot to show him how to take the shot. Well, <laughs> no, of course you don't. But for comedy's sake, you do. Yeah, you do. But for real life, you just I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'd just say it once. So then, of course, we smash cut to Dennis waking up from an alarm in bed. He looks hungover. He, you know, he's he's reaching for the alarm, and there's a condom in the ashtray. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's so gross. <laughs> and, gross imagery. Well, yeah, and then we see we look over, and he's got a blonde-haired person in bed with him. Ooh. And he does that thing where he picks like, up the blanket, yeah, a little looks, creepy. and says, "Nice." And then he picks it up and looks at himself and, and says, says, "Beautiful." An incredible Dennis move. Yeah. It, it's totally on par because uh, he loves himself more than he loves anything else. Of, uh, yep, that's exactly right. So, so she could be nice, but he's beautiful. He's beautiful, and, and and I have no doubt he does that every morning, whether someone's next to him or not. <laughs> so the person in the wig turns over, and we see that it's a man, right? Who's credited as boy. That's weird. <laughs> and he says, "Hey, lover." Right. Hey, lover. Have you ever said "Hey, lover" to anybody? No, not unless I'm joking. It right, because lover dr- is a creepy... It's also dramatic. I feel like it's like a Shakespearean oh, so, like, word. My lover. Dramatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like so dramatic. My lover. But I think this is where we are supposed to maybe think, oh, this is these acting friends. Yeah. They're being dramatic. They're getting the point across by saying lover. You know what I mean? They're trying to scare him. I think so, too. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're led to believe that these are, these are the acting friends. Right. What do you got on boy? Oh, Boy is played by Jesse C. Boyd. Um, nothing at all known about this guy. Um, he gets lots and lots of steady work, though. He was in a TV show I like called Banshee. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no, but I know, but I listened to John Gabris, who's a podcaster, improv comedian, talk Ooh. endlessly about Banshee. Where? On High and Mighty. They used to do a Banshee thing with Sean Conroy. Oh, no way. Really? High and Mighty, it's a podcast with John, John Gabrus, an improv comedian, and talks about whatever he wants. Talks about whatever he wants, and yeah, they used to talk about that show Banshee. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. I love that show. You would like it, too. Uh, yeah, I got to get it. A yeah, lot of it. dramatic <laughs> fights. <laughs> All right, okay. So, Dennis freaks out here, and he jumps up out of bed. So, yeah, uh, Boy says, lack stud, you get nothing to be ashamed about. It was all hands. <laughs> yeah, what a great line. What Which a great, is so vague. What a great, like, zigzag. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, we didn't have sex. It was all hands. Yeah. It's like, it's such a great, like, beat. Yeah. What is all hands? Is that just... Um, I guess hand jobs? We touched each other with our hand hands? Hand jobs, I guess. Hand jobs. Yeah. That's what I'm going to take it as. <laughs> I mean, who knows, but... All hand. If I said to someone, no, that's what it, that's what I think it is. That's what I would. It's like what I would mean if I said that. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's to- a definite funny way to say that. All hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just un- unusual. But then a guy walks in from behind Dennis and slaps him on the ass and says, "How's that ass feeling?" Which is uh like such a great scene ending line. Right. Yeah. It really is like a and Dennis's face like shock. Because that in a way is a physical zig when you should have zagged. Because we we see Dennis get. Almost reassured. Yes. Right. What his original thought. Right. But his original thought is true. Because his original thought is, oh, we had sex. The guy was like, no, it was all hands. Don't right. worry. Yeah. Then how's your ass feel? So it's like a 
back and forth real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Of it's emotions. Fu- yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's and, and you know and also Dennis getting what he deserves. Oh yeah, because he's a terrible person, as we go on to find out. Hey, you got anything on this large man in a towel? <laughs> yes, large man in towel. Is that what he's credited as? Large man in towel <laughs> <laughs> is played by Sydney Big Dog Colston. Nice for nineteen seventy from Gary, Indiana. Uh, he's in some c- cool stuff. He's in American History X. Okay. Fight Club. Ooh. Texas Walker, Texas Ranger, Andy Dick Show. That's about it. So back over at Patty's Pub, Mac is pretending to come around on the idea of the gay bar, and he's playing darts with Charlie. And Dennis comes storming in, and he does not want the gay bar anymore. He's very upset. I like how he walks in, and he starts pouring the orange juice out of that container, that, like, bar container. Oh, yeah, because he's hungover. He yeah, he's needs hungover. a little refresh. Yeah, it's like... So he's th- pouring himself some, you know, remedy juice. It's like in Seinfeld, they would talk about how, you know, they're always eating on Seinfeld, if you notice, in the apartment. They're eating like this, eating that. They're munching on stuff because they say, like, they need something to do. And it makes it feel like they're living. Right, yeah. They need something they're not just standing there right. and talking. They, like, need something to do. And this is a nice thing to do, a natural, nice thing to come in and do. I wish I could uh, remember that when I improv. Right, yeah, me too. So, Matt comes up, and he's kind of like, oh, what's the problem? He's so, like, transparent. Like, if I was there, I'd be like, what yeah, did you acting, do? Yeah, you're acting very suspiciously. <laughs> very suspicious. So, what's up? He's so transparent. And he that's a consistent aspect of Matt that oh, stays. Totally, totally, where totally. he can't really, like, I don't know I don't know if I'm going to call it lie, but he can't, like, you know. Rem- he, he, you can see right through him. You can see right through He's him. So facetious. Remember when they're trying to find the DNA test on who Frank's son is? And Mac is saying he's playing both sides, and he just keeps telling both sides. Oh yeah, he that tells he's playing both sides. Both sides. Both sides. <laughs> so how could you do that? <laughs> that's like that's kind of what he's doing here. He's just telegraphing exactly. That's almost so smart because then no one knows who you're playing with. That's right. Oh yeah, maybe Mac is. Wow, maybe Mac is super genius. I'm doubting yeah. that. <laughs> So then Tyrell comes in and he starts talking renovation plans. He wants to get rid of all the shamrocks. Yeah, Tyrell has this awesome line where he says, "Nothing scares that gays and black folks like Irish crap." And I could not agree with him. Like I, I also do not want that around. That also <laughs> yeah. scares me. Uh, yeah, I'm not that demographic, like, we're from, and I still hate that. Yeah, stuff. we're from Boston, and like walking into like a, a, a Irish pub, like, like like one that's like Patty's on that street where it is, like <laughs> is a dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah, I'd be scared. I wouldn't want to be over there either. So, you know, as he's coming in saying all this, Dennis is like, all right. You know, he's like, Tyrell, come in. I need to talk to you. And he pulls him aside and he's going to fire him. But, you know, Mac comes up and he butts in. He keeps talking about Dennis's experiment. Yeah. So we had our experiment and we just want to go back to normal. Mac will not give it up. Mac will. He keeps keeps poking. He keeps poking. He keeps saying it. And at one point, it's so fun where even Charlie goes, why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep saying Yeah. Even Charlie. (laughs) Yeah. Even he comes in because he's picking up on that. Because he's there, too. He's sitting there, too. He's listening. And, and yeah, Dennis is trying to let him down. Easy. Easy. Yeah, he's being nice. He's not. Yeah, he's being as nice as Dennis probably ever will be. Right. And he's just sort of saying... You know, okay. Just didn't work out. It didn't work out. It didn't. But, but Mac had to keep pushing it, and Dennis has a great line where he snaps. And he's like, "Why do you keep saying? You think so? Why do you keep saying experiments?" Yeah. So it, it seems like he took that personally right then. And yeah, there. He's he like, complete, Why you, like he, he completely stops talking to to, to Tyrell and goes line. right over the Mac. Yeah. Why do you keep <laughs> saying experiments? Why do you keep saying it like that, man? <laughs> It's a great, that's a great little bit of acting from Glenn Howlton. That is, oh, that's so funny. 
They all start arguing and everyone's talking over each other. Then Dee and Janelle come in and Charlie freaks out immediately. So, yeah, Mac is expecting Dee to walk in any minute and she announces her. Oh, sweet Dee's here. Hey, everybody. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing here? Charlie? Whoa, whoa, what is going on here? You guys know each other? Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy bitch that punched me in my eye. Charlie! That's my sister. Now, just to clarify, when you say sister, you mean... I mean my sister. Yes! Okay, this is great. Because earlier, you were implying that I was racist because you thought that I was implying that all black people are related. And then it turns out that you people actually are. No, that's not what I meant. Hold on a second. I meant that you two actually are. Mac? Stop talking. So, yeah, this is the scene where we get a nice callback from the opening scene where, you know, originally he asked, you know, when you say sister, do you mean sister? He says, oh, my friend. And now this one, she, when Janelle comes in, it actually is a sister. And Max says, oh, this is good. I love the way Max says, oh, this is oh, this good. Because now he thinks he's right. It's yeah, good he's that he's proof. right. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, a, it's such a dickheadish thing to say you know yeah, what i mean like it's, it's like a like a freudian thing like he says that while thinking like oh i shouldn't say this is good yeah it just goes right through yeah. his mouth so he says he's, you know when i said i thought you people were related it turns out you, you actually, actually are. are it's like what are you talking about and it's like it, it shows how stupid he, he didn't learn anything anything i think uh, you know and he doesn't care to learn anything he, he just wants to be right you know this show gets compared to seinfeld quite a bit and i think All the time. i think you know, it, there is there is something there for sure. There's a DNA that's there because in the original Seinfeld, you know, when they first had Seinfeld, they had a Larry David had a rule for the writing that was yep. they never learn anything. No one ever learns a lesson. Right. And 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 always Sonny has that same DNA. They do not learn the lesson. In fact, they'll just brag Repeat about how they get the away with it yeah. sometimes. Like, nope, we'll just get away with it. <laughs> like, nope, nothing will happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after that, we end the episode with D counting how much money they made at the bar that night, and they only made $114. It looks like things are back to normal. Yeah, actually less than before. That's right, and Mac and D are very happy. Yeah, I, mi- I think they missed an opportunity here to have Janelle uh, punch Mac, and there could have been like a mirror scene of... Right, because Charlie was being rude to her earlier, and Charlie she got, got punched. punched. So now... When Mac is being rude to them, both she, her and he her should, brother, yeah, he, he should, should get, get punched. punched. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it would have fit the game. Uh huh. Yeah, and it also would have been just a nice little callback. Or, yeah, you to know, Janelle Jenkins, you know, hell of a right hand. What 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 even would have been a nice is okay. We cut to D and Mac counting the money, and Mac is just holding ice to his head. Yeah, not not talked about, not said. Yeah. We just assume that's what that's happened. That's what happened. Yeah, that would be not, that would actually would be a nice little connection. It would have been cool. But, you know, Mac has to know, what did her and her active friends do do to to freak out Dennis? Yeah, what did they do to him? And then, you know, that's when Dee lets us know that, oh, you know, she couldn't get in touch (laughs) with those guys. She didn't do anything. So her plan really, as she was expecting it not to work when she called in. So when she walks into the end and she never got in touch with her friends, she would have then have to have expected the plan didn't go through. Well, she comes in with Janelle. Maybe she had a different plan. Because now Janelle. Why was she bring? Oh, well, she was bringing Janelle to the bar to just get her to fight Charlie again. I don't know. I have no idea what that. Because she does say, "Oh, I know this this that woman Janelle." So she Janelle is part of the plan. Maybe because she says that to Mac. 
Yeah, maybe she just wanted to see a confrontation between uh, Charlie and Janelle. Right. It's like a two-part plan where you got to get Dennis off board and Charlie, Charlie off board. Right. Yeah. All right. Totally. Smart plan then. Yeah. Well, D. Divide, dividing yeah. and conquering. Yeah. That is As she does cutthroat. Time and again. Yeah. That is cutthroat. So, so they know after D says she couldn't get a hold of them, we cut to that same scene with Dennis getting his ass slapped. So we have large men in towel deliver that. Uh, how's that ass feel line again? Right. Right. Slap. And then credits. Yeah. We don't see that too often where like they play like a tiny clip just to end the scene like as in the uh, show like, like a callback like a clip we just saw too yeah. yeah that yeah they don't really do that that much but it, it's very effective in this instant oh yeah this is a it reminds a, you a like oh line. yeah it reminds you like oh that something did happen there yeah it puts a little button on the uh, scene so yeah then that, that's and the show yeah so that's the credits uh can I I'm gonna can I give you some IMDb trivia. Yeah, sure. What do you got? Well, IMDb says this. I find I kind of find it hard to believe, but it says this episode cost eighty-five to two hundred dollars to make. I find that hard to believe, considering all the the guest actors. Right. It seems extremely low. I don't know how. Seems extremely done that. low, but I mean, I'm sure maybe it's possible. I can't even imagine you could rent a camera for less than that. It was two thousand five. Oh, it was a different time. It was you know, a different time. Brad and uh, Jennifer Aniston just broke up. If you if somebody uh, says it one more time, if somebody <laughs> they'll both appear. <laughs> yeah, if somebody plays this podcast back and and you and you you can listen real closely, you could just hear my heart breaking right there. Uh, I think the mic might have picked it up. Crushed. So let me ask. Let me ask. What's your favorite line? Um, we just said it. It's how's that ass feel? Okay. It's huge. It's it, a nice. It just hits you. It's a nice. But there are a bunch of other great dialogue. And I'm gonna say my favorite dialogue is when Dennis says the boys are out tonight. It's just, it's just <laughs> such a dickhead tonight, thing huh? to say to 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 D. It's just like such a good, like rubbing in her face, rubbing in her face in such a perfect way. Like she says, you know, you only in this because for the vanity, and he's there in it for the vanity. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so perfect. I love that. What do you get for your favorite scene? Uh, Charlie brings Janelle to see the waitress. Yeah, that's a good. T- that's a good scene. It's so good. The waitress is so great. Wha- in that scene. Waitress is great. A in the scene. Uh, Janelle, she's a sweetie. We love her. You know, we're rooting for her. I'm gonna. And I'm Charlie just looks so stupid. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Dennis drunk. Wow, I, no, that I, is a good one. I that like, is a good one. I just like it. It's it's it's, it's he it's commits playful. Real well. Yeah, it's a yeah. playful scene. It's it's both Mac. Rob's is, being funny. Rob's being funny in his like again. He's confident te- telegraphing that he doesn't really like. Yeah. Know what he's saying. He has a little suave about him in this scene, too. Right, yeah, co- the confidence. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm tricking him. What do you think your favorite character was this episode? Uh, I'm going to say... I, you know, I go back and forth. It's but tough. I, I'm, I'm no one really, yeah, no one really jumps out at you. I'm going to say Mac. He got dealt a pretty hard hand in this, playing this dislikable of a character. Mm. So I'm going to give it to him for sticking it out. I'm for our enjoyment. Right. Being a punching bag. Mm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Dennis, I think. I think Dennis got some nice scenes in there. He's got some nice lines. You know, I'd say the, the, Charlie the, over Dennis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but the flipping through the magazine, I don't want to be in it less you know, I don't want to look at it less people having sex or I'm in it than the drunk scene. But the Charlie playing domino scene is Yeah, so that's pretty like, good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well you already picked Mac, so All right. You can't you can't you can't double up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. What do you think? Would you freak this episode or would you fight this episode? 
Uh, I'm going to freak this episode. I think it's a solid pilot. I think it's very funny. You get a lot of uh, characteristics of uh, our gang here. So, yeah, I'm going to give it like a six and a half, seven. Yeah, I'm going to freak. You? I'm going to freak this episode as well. For a pilot, this is very, very, very funny. Good. There's a lot like if you watch the Seinfeld pilot, Kramer has a dog. His name is Kelsum, Kelsum or something like Kelsa or something like that. His name, his name isn't even Kramer. Uh, oh yeah, Elaine yeah, right. isn't in it. Like the a, a pilots can be tough. You know what I mean? Tough to stick to. Just like the pilot we're doing right now. Change. Yeah, just like we're doing for this pilot right now for the podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, just like Always Sunny, stick with us. <laughs> so yeah, so they this this pilot is good. You know, I think the best pilot I ever seen. This is just a, a, a side right now, and I think holds up incredibly well. Is Futurama. The pilot of Futurama is really good. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but uh, yeah, I know that show is amazing. Every time I pop it on, I'm su- I'm surprised how good that episode is. And you know, this episode, this is not something I don't think I would put on in the rotation. I like it, but it's it's yeah, I like it as a as a step in to the world. Of right. It's always sunny, but it's not one of my favorites. It probably doesn't make top twenty. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah, if I'm like, oh, let's just throw on always sunny. You know what I mean? With, right. You know, it's I'm going to bed or something. I want to fall asleep to it. Uh, yeah, I just don't think I would go this far back. Yeah, as I'm looking ahead in uh, this season, it probably doesn't even rank top three. There's some real good episodes in season one. Really and funny in stuff. season two, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, but let's stick to one. Well, all right. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the pod. So, Ross, what do we got next week? Uh, next week, we have episode two, Charlie Wants an Abortion. All right. We'll see you there then. All right. How's that ass feel? Always Sunny Cast is not endorsed or affiliated with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. Email thoughts, questions, suggestions, corrections, or things we just plain forgot to alwayshoneycastpod at gmail.com. And if you have a moment, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening, you jabronis. <laughs>